Well, what's up, everyone? Nate here with Good Morning Liberty. If you've been listening, then you know that I am out this week, and so is Charlie. So we are bringing you some special episodes from some of our friends. Today, we are bringing you guys an episode from the Civil Discord podcast. You've heard us talk to these two fine individuals during our shows several times. This is Amanda and Maurice. Uh, they have been longtime supporters of the podcast. Maurice is, in fact, our first supporter that we got as a podcast way back on Patreon just years and you know, decades ago now, from what I can tell. They've got a great podcast. This is episode 46 from Civil Discord. Make sure you find them on your podcast app. Go follow them on Twitter at Civil Discord Pod and leave them a rating and review. But before we get into this episode, we're going to bring you a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. Let's talk about burnout. I'm not here this week. You know why? I'm a little bit burnout on everything that we talk about on a daily basis. It happens to everyone. I work a lot. I work at least 12 hours a day. I've been going here and there, up to Illinois, down the Chattanooga, trying to make time for everyone, not making a lot of time for myself. So this week, I'm making some time for myself, all right? We know life can be overwhelming. A lot of people get burned out, and you don't even know it. Maybe you don't have any motivation. Maybe you're irritable. Maybe you got uh, fatigue. You're tired all the time. You're probably not even being as productive as you could be. And we all think that that's just because of work, but it's not the only thing. All of the things that we deal with, it's family, it's friends, and yes, it's work. Well, BetterHelp Online Therapy wants to remind you to prioritize yourself. Talking with someone can help you figure out what's causing all that stress in your life. Now, I've gone to therapy before. Charlie uses BetterHelp uh, every week. He talks to his therapist from BetterHelp. He loves it. Super easy to use. His therapist is great. It's helped him out a lot. The times that I've gone to therapy in my life, some of the most important time I've spent figuring stuff out, okay? So BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. Our listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash gml that's better h-e-l-p.com slash gml let's get into this episode Welcome back to another episode of Civil Discord, your weekly dose of radical curiosity. I am one of your hosts. Again, out here in the People's Republic of Texas, getting ready to move, change locations, um, just only right down the block. Um, but yes, uh, I am the Notorious BLG, a.k.a. Maurice. And with me, um, again, more here more often than I am, is the Supreme Overlord of Liberty, out there in the People's Republic of California, where they've had a heat wave and they're coming back into the regular thing, regular cycle of things, is Amanda. Amanda, how's it going out there? It's going well. Still groundbreaking. Still fantastic. 
How you doing? <laughs> Still ground baking. That mm-hmm. is it. Oh, you know, I'm just out here living the dream. Um, for those of you who have not noticed, I mean, and not like you pay attention to the thing that, that happens in my background anyway, but this window behind me no longer has any curtains. Um, there's, t- I, I, this is typically where I, I iron and things of that nature, but this whole room is almost completely 100% bare outside of the desk that I'm operating on and the monitors that are sitting in front of me, because as I said before, I am getting ready to move, which is great. Um, my wife is excited. I'm excited, even though I, the home buying process is, has been horrible. Um, absolutely cannot stand it. Um, I, I, I told my wife, this will probably be the first and last home that I buy, but <laughs> nonetheless, um, we, we are excited. Um, I, th- for me, honestly, moving is the best part of all this because, I actually enjoy moving. I enjoy the packing. I I enjoy getting ready and preparing for things because it's great. And then I enjoy the unpacking aspect of it. I moved around all my life, so I'm used to it, you know, but it is what it is. So, um, but she is going to enjoy it because she doesn't have to lift a finger because she's pregnant. Exactly. She's like, ah, you just put this over there. You just put that over there and whatnot. So we are 100% absolutely excited for all that. It is going to be a great um, thing going on. This has been a great year for the Jones household. I'm not going to lie. Um, new car, new house, baby on the way. Like uh, everything is great. Everything is great. God has been doing great things in our lives. So I cannot complain. I can't complain. Um, you want to know what else I can't complain about? I cannot complain about wearing a mask on an airline. You can't anymore. <laughs> you used to be able to. You can't anymore. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So um, I have been living under a rock, but even outside of that, I've known that um, that recently a a um, a Trump appointed judge, I believe, um, mm-hmm. has lifted this federal mask mandate for the airlines, and which typically applies to everybody else. Um, is is th- that's how everybody has been viewing this? Because like, I know. Like the Ubers and the Lyfts and things of that nature, some most of their transportation have gotten rid of their mask as far as as far as all that stuff. At, at least here locally, I mean, I don't take Uber and Lyft, but I, but I've seen it here locally. Like no more mask, and I've seen people talk about it on TikToks of the world that this federal judge has deemed this mask mandate to not be lawful because it's not lawful because there was no law stating that no hey <laughs> hey you guys. That's- you guys are forced to do this. Exactly. The decision was actually interesting. So what the judge ruled was, if you look at the ruling, the judge is saying, Congress never gave this, first of all, Congress never passed this law. Secondly, Congress never gave the CDC the authority to pass this law. Um, The CDC has limited authority to regulate uh, very, like transportation, um, usually as it pertains to cargo. So uh, earlier, like there was a regulation about not bringing turtles into the U.S. because of salmonella. Uh, And the judge said that this is grossly oversteps that we're not talking about turtles turtles and salmonella. We're talking about regulating um, the way that someone dresses and and the CDC doesn't have the remit to do that. So what's interesting is that you have a federal judge who said that unelected bureaucrats can't pass a law that they were not given the authority to pass by elected officials and so much of the outcry that I've heard about this is an unelected appointee 
did what exactly? What did the unelected appointee do? The unelected appointee said that other unelected appointees couldn't pass laws that elected appointees didn't give them the authority to pass. That's what happened. And what I find so, so funny is this genre of complaint that I've heard, or, or, or this genre of stick it to the man, which is basically, well, in defiance of this ruling, I'm going to wear a mask anyway. That's not defying the ruling. That's actually celebrating the ruling. The ruling is you can do what you want to do. The ruling is not you are not allowed to wear a mask anymore. This is this weird fascistic tendency where you say, you know, every, anything that is not required is forbidden. That's not what happened. <laughs> what happened is that you have the choice and a bunch of people are like, well, I'm going to make the choice to wear a mask. Good. Fine. Great. Mazel tov. Do Kudos. it. Yeah. Kudos to you. Like, yeah, no, um, I, uh, <clears throat> I, I saw somebody post that on Instagram um, and I saw somebody make fun of him. So if you are not following, and I, this is not a plug for, I, these people do not sponsor us, but um, Maz Chure of Black Guns Matter. You wish Mashure sponsored us. Let's be oh, real. Oh, 100%. 100%. I, Mashure is my spirit animal. Like, he, if, if there is somebody who can embody everything that I am about as far as like F around and find out mentality and I don't give, you know, I don't, I don't give two flying flips about what you think about me and whatever I'm going to do, what I'm going to do in my life. And you, if you try to stop me, good luck to you. That is him. And that is 100% my spirit. I love that guy. I, I really do. And, and I love the guy. We don't agree on a whole lot. We sure don't. Like, I'm, I mean, I mean, I'm sorry. Let me rephrase. There are things that we do not agree on. We agree on a lot of things, probably mainly because he is a libertarian and he and I are very similar as far as thought process. But there are some things that, that he's done. I'm like, eh, not quite sure. I, 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 I I I agree with those things, um, but he posted uh, a thing ab- about somebody saying, "Oh, I think it's, it's like Rolando something. I can't remember. He, he's he's one of the Black Caucus people who people deem him as the voice of Black America when he is not. Uh, but he 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 posted a picture. He was getting ready to travel, and he goes, "This judge." lifted this mask mandate and blah, 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 blah. And I'm appalled and I'm just going to double mask and wear my goggles and my hats. And we're just like, good for you. You look goofy doing it. Like, don't like, don't think this is a good look. You look goofy and people will probably make fun of you for this, but do you like the, the whole point of this? And this is something that we have pointed back to time and time and time again and things that and people probably get tired that we that we mention it, but it's all about your specific choice. Like if you want to wear the mask because you feel like the mask work, then wear the mask. Give people the option to do that. Don't you cannot mandate something for somebody. And then and one with I don't think you should mandate things for anybody living in a specific border um, when they don't have any free uh, free way of leaving without without having to adhere to said rules and so forth. So that that's my, that's a premise that, that, that I live off of on, on everything. But if like you, the best option for all of this, we talked a little bit about last week was what Dr. Farsi said, what Dr. Fasci said, like literally let the people make their own decisions. If you do that, then everybody can live in peace and harmony as best they can. Because we are we, we are we are in this world of oh who we you know you got people fighting for fighting for the power that is up there you you, you get these issues of 
Oh my gosh, this unelected judge sat here and changed the law for people and unelected people should not be making laws and things of that nature. And not realizing that you were literally following a mandate, not a law, a mandate in which some unelected person put in put into motion. And and then and, and then when you think about it, it's like why is the CDC regulating transportation, transport? Tra- like like why is the CDC focusing on that? Especially when, when when it's out of the scope of what they see. Now I get you could say, well, it's a health crisis and it's the CDC and blah 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 and whatever other mental gymnastics you have to do to to get to to get to the point where you're allowing somebody who has been unelected to create laws, however that works. Um, but nonetheless, I mean, I, 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 I support the ruling, of course, in this sense, like, like, I mean, I support the ruling because they're like, Hey, you had no, you, you had no jurisdiction. You had no authority to write a law. Um, so here you go. Like kick it back to the people whose job it is to actually create the law, like right. either tell them to write the law themselves or tell them to give you the power to write the law. Like it's got to go that it's got to go that route. If if we're going to live in this constitutional republic, which Republicans and Democrats and everybody like like to point out that we live in, and so forth. If we're going to live in live in this in this society, then at least follow the freaking rules. Like my goodness. Yeah, I, you know, it's. <laughs> It's funny to me, too, because now we have that the Biden administration has kicked this back to the CDC. Like, you guys need to challenge this ruling. And I really think, okay, fine. I really think this is going to be the 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 way that they throw Rochelle speaking in a personal capacity, Walensky, under the bus. Because she, I, I almost feel bad because I would much rather Fashy get thrown under the bus. And, of course, he's not CDC. He's NIH. Um, but I almost feel badly if she presents as very weak and, and not a little bit unhinged. Um, but she, I think, has become the scapegoat for so much of this. And I think this is kind of an opportunity for her to, you know, try and fight this losing battle and lose and then be asked to step down to spend more time with, with her doom and gloom, um, (laughs) which is sense of impending doom her. Yeah. Her. Okay. Yes. Her, her sense of impending doom. She'll be asked to spend more time with that. Um, I think, I think that's how, that's how they do this. What it, you know, it's confusing to me too. It's counterintuitive to me too, to think about this, but people have always said, and it's borne out that, Planes are some of the most sanitary places as it relates to transmission of COVID-19 in particular. Exactly, uh, And th- that's because the air is so hyper-filtered, which you know because when you get on a plane, your throat gets super duper duper dry. Yep. And that's part of the air filtration, just like getting sucked up and filtered and coming back in. So it's not the same as even being on a bus or something or even being exactly. on a train. Uh, which I think, by the way, the Amtrak mask mandate is no longer in effect, but other metro uh, and metropolitan mask mandates are because the lawmakers have to ride the Amtraks. So the lawmakers mm. don't want to have to deal with the masks, but they're going to make this, the other scuzz. Uh, of course. Yeah. What What do you do, Maurice, if someone, if you get on a plane and someone tries to guilt you into wearing a mask? Because this is something that people were suggesting on on the news that you know just say that you've got you've got a sick relative at home and you would appreciate if, if 
if you wore a mask? So um, the am I by myself or am I with am I traveling with a partner? Because because do if I am by myself, because now I'm interested. <laughs> so so if I if if I am with my with my family and we are traveling, um, I would probably ignore them. Mm-hmm. I, I, I wouldn't even acknowledge that they're talking to me. Now, if they come up and they tap me on the shoulder and they say, hey, I need you to put on a mask and, you know, blah, blah, blah. I, I would say, I'm sorry. Um, I do not feel like putting on a mask. If you have a sick relative at home while you're while you're there with them, you can put on a mask and so forth. But but I'm not going to put on a mask, you know, like you you can't guilt me into sh- or shame mm-hmm. me into th- mm-hmm. into doing things um, that is. But I, I would say that in, in a very nice way, like, hey, like, yeah. sorry, you know, um, it's I, I I have breathing issues and so forth. So masks are not conducive to, to where I am right now. So sorry if I'm by myself. If somebody tries to guilt me into wearing a mask, I'm going to. Um, I, I, we, we will get into one of the uh, one, as libertarians like to do. We're going to have a nice little debate, and I'm going to say, "Oh, okay. So, are you going to provide me with a mask? Well, no. You got to wear one. Wears. So, will my shirt work? Is, is, is are, are are the micron levels big enough to where they won't go through my shirt? Oh, that won't work. Okay. Well, do you, so you, again, you don't have a mask for me. Oh, so what's the micron level of COVID? Okay, so do you have an N95 mask that, that's going for me? Oh no. Well, it well you know the droplets and stuff. Oh, am I coughing on you? I'm sorry. Okay, am I am I sneezing on you? Oh oh no. Okay then. Well, you can kick rocks and get out of my face then with some <laughs> stupid argument trying to guilt me into sh- into wearing a mask because I'm not going to do it. Okay, I I want to say I didn't do it when they were telling me I had to do it in the first place. So what makes you think I'm going to do it now? Like none of the, so I, I would one is definitely a bit more brash than the other because uh, my I, I don't want to embarrass my wife as much as I embarrass her already. So how that's would you how Maurice goes viral, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> exactly, I'm fighting somebody on Delta Delta Airlines because they're trying to force a mask over my face, and I'm over yeah. here throwing blows. And my Black Guns Matter and my Taxation is Death T-shirts <laughs> or whatnot, giving libertarian giving uh, libertarians a good name. I almost want to stage this, honestly, because I can be a care. I can be a mask Karen. I really can. I make a very good mask Karen. Um, I, what would I do? I th- I honestly think that your first answer is very akin to to what my response would be, which mm-hmm. is, you know, I I I'm sorry, I I can't breathe safely wearing a mask, and that's it. You're short and sweet. Yep short and sweet because I have had to deal many times with like having people ask, but back before I flew exclusively Southwest um, and would, and would try to get extra leg room and things, I would have people trying to switch seats with me so that, you know, they could, but, and I really like having the extra leg room. Like now I just sit in the front row because you have that extra room and I am a person made of limbs. So it's really uncomfortable for me to be flying cross country just with, packed in like a little sardine yes so so i had to learn to get assertive with in a nice way but to be assertive with people who would ask to change seats that i had paid extra for um and and so i'll I'll, I'll whip that i'll whip out that practice i suppose now again um but uh, you reminded me or i reminded myself when i was talking about southwest i don't want anyone to forget the airlines and the experiences that they had with yeah. airlines that were just insane. And I don't mean we're following orders, although I have my own feelings about that, but right. I mean 
that were actively insane and went above and beyond. If anyone has those horror stories about people who would like tell them to chew faster or walk up and down the aisle saying, pull it up, pull it up. And I never did because I heard very early on that Southwest was being extremely lax with its, with its masking policy uh, to the point that I saw attendants wearing mesh masks. And I was like, I can see your, I can see your mouth through that. You're my new friend. And let's party. And, exactly. uh, and free alcohol. It's fantastic. Got a lot of free alcohol on those Southwest flights. It was wonderful. Um, and they're also much cheaper. You can't find them on Expedia and Travel. This podcast is not bar- brought to you by Southwest, but it sure as heck could be. <laughs> Definitely not. You can't find the, the prices on, on Expedia Travel. So you got to go directly to the source, go to the Southwest, and you get your two free bags, your two yep. free check bags. The yeah. only downside is that you don't have a TV in front of you, which you got to tablet bro you got a tablet it's fine exactly i mean what do you exactly. real what what do you need the little here ed, headphone plug in the in the seat for really exactly. so southwest thank you for just being saint-like with everything all throughout this we knew that it was crap together and we soldiered yeah. through it together and uh, we toasted our mesh masks together because i know you saw mine um, <laughs> And I saw yours. So, exactly. Yes. Exactly. Never it's, forget. I, I, I typically fly Southwest, and this is how I know they don't care. So every time I fly, um, and during all during all of this COVID thing, when we went to Mexico and Florida and all these all these places, um, I would always have it's this blue. It's got the Gaston flag on it, so it's got the snake. And it says, instead of saying, don't tread on me, it's blue. It's bright blue. So like, you have to read it. It says, and of course, y'all know I don't cuss, but it says, my my mask cusses. And it says, F around and find out. Like, it is pure gold, pure gold. And then on and, and then on top of that, because typically planes are typically colder. I'm, I'm typically wearing a hoodie. And of course, sponsored by Maj Ray, it says, all gun control is racist. <laughs> like... Everywhere I go, so I'm a walking billboard for all for anti-government anything that we do. Like I am, like, like I am not going to cooperate with anything that you tell me to do. Like it, it is, it, it it's hilarious. And my wife, it, it, I, I, of course, I embarrass everywhere we go, but she's just like, oh my gosh, I can't, I can't, I can't. And then top it all off, on my way back from Florida, I didn't, I didn't realize that I had it on, but my grandmother. Stop me because oh, we, we, we were, we were, and she goes, Hey, grandson, blah, blah, blah. And we got to talking, and she's just like, She's looking at me. We're just like, Why is she looking at me? And I realized, Oh, the hoodie that I have on and the mask that I, that I had that I had dangling from my ear. I was like, Oh, oh, grandma, because my, my grandma would not approve of my um, no. political standings. My grandma would not approve of the things that I talk about on this podcast. Oh, my grandma wouldn't, have, wouldn't approve of how I view the public education system. <laughs> Um, but yeah, but it, it's, it, it is, it's, it, it, it was hilarious. It was hilarious. And I'm walking back. I was like, oh, she knows that I'm crazy, which is fine. It is all great. But again, I'm walking billboard for all of that stuff. And th- 
the the only thing that I'm heard about is my next flight. I was going to have one of those of a mask that's like looks just like my face. <laughs> and so when you put it on, it looks like your mouth is open and you don't yeah. have a mask on. I was like, that was going to be my next mask purchase. Your new trick. Just to just to rub people the wrong way everywhere I went to have it. But now, you know, it's, it'll save me twenty bucks. So I'm all good there. Here we go. It works. It works. Hey, speaking of saving 20 bucks, would you pay? Now I'll do the transition because it was perfect. And you that was good. Up me. Would you pay $5.99 for CNN Plus, Maurice? Would you do that? <laughs> um, I probably feel like most Americans on this one, <laughs> I, which, I, is I, a, which is a rarity. I wanted to is announce it? today that we are, in fact, now Civil Discord Plus. And, um, we're, yeah, we're civil discord plus. This is your on demand civil discord podcast. Anytime you want to listen to it, you can, you just press the play button on your favorite podcasting <laughs> app, which oddly is easier is that that is an easier ease of use proposition than what CNN plus had people do, which I only just learned this from the wall street journal, great reporting, mm-hmm. great report on the downfall of CNN plus. You couldn't even get CNN Plus on the App Store. You had to already be subscribed to CNN and then go to CNN. And I'm like, there's no polka dot for this. You, you, you go to CNN and then download the CNN Plus app and subscribe to it there. Okay, this is what happens. This is exactly what happens when you're an ossified institution. This entire debacle is a case study in in why institutions die and how they die. Is because there was well everyone everyone who's going to use CNN Plus is already using CNN and we don't need to we don't need to integrate our apps with other servers right. and, and other streaming services. So there was no seamless integration where you can just go to the app store. You can just go to Google play and get CNN plus. No, you have to use their platform and do their thing. And the only, the only people who get away with this are Apple. And that's because they provide a clearly superior product. And if there were for one second, if there were a better, if there were a better tech company and then a better tech product company than Apple, I would use them. Apple can get away with this. CNN cannot and <laughs> cnn knew that it could not i also think they they missed the ball on the plus i think you know it's the plus absent the lgbtqai2 and so i think that the plus was overrepresented and the mm. others were not represented you got to have the right letters before the plus and cnn isn't part of that isn't part of that brigade um you know, CNN's problem, for those who don't know, they, they tried to roll out this streaming service called CNN Plus. Um, and one of the big issues right away was that they couldn't put breaking content on CNN Plus. Why? Because they have contracts with their owners right. that basically say you can only put a certain type of content on, or rather you have this platform that we own. And you have to have content on breaking news, which is exclusive to this platform. So you already see, again, a great case study in the, in, in the octopus and the Cthuloid monster of bureaucracy messing all this up and keeping you from delivering seamless on-demand content that your users really want. People weren't watching 
CNN. I'm getting ahead of myself now, but people weren't watching CNN for lifestyle advice. They were watching CNN for breaking news. And that's why CNN's viewership was so variable depending on the breaking news of the day. If you look at the numbers, you'll see this in a way that Fox wasn't. So CNN's viewers aren't fans the way that you need to have fans of a given streaming service that someone's someone watches Fox is always going to watch Fox. Someone who watches CNN, they might watch CNN when there's a war breaking out they're not going to watch cnn maybe for election coverage they're not going to watch cnn just to see what's what's breaking and so what they ended up doing was they had these you know they thought that they could maximize on the streaming economy as a network but what powers the streaming economy are individuals and there was no one there that was going to pull everyone in and this is again it's an example of more uh, of how ossified institutions just don't understand the latest trends and the tide turns toward decentralization in spite of various power classes trying to cling to their relevance. Um, And it, this is what happens. This is what happens when you don't get it. It's uh, it's, this is one of those things of when, when they announced they were shutting it down, it was of no surprise to me. Mainly because of, I, I want to say, so they officially launched it in the beginning of April. Was I think it? it was March thirtieth was their first launch. Yeah, day. so 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 March March thirtieth. I could be right? wrong. Yeah. So two weeks after their their launch date, roughly April twelfth, April thirteenth, reports came out that they only had ten thousand users on a daily basis. I want to say, let me make sure that I'm reading it out. Yes. No, fewer than 10,000, fewer than 10,000 people are using CNN, CNN plus on a on a daily basis, um, two weeks into his existence. Yes. Now, some of us in, in if if this was civil discord podcast and we're doing civil discord podcast plus civil discord plus, however we want to launch that and we're doing a little fewer than 10,000. That's big for us. <laughs> that's, that's big that, for but us. that's us. It's huge. That's us. Yeah, we're not seeing in. And to put that in, into perspective, they they um the, the the article that I got that that I got this from put it into um, put it into view uh, and put put things in, in, into context. Um, Disney Plus on its first day of existence. Now, mind you, if any of you guys went to Disney Plus, and we'll, we'll talk a little bit about Disney here in a minute, but if any of you guys went use Disney Plus on the first day and downloaded a lot of stuff. You realize in the first two weeks there were a bunch of bugs and it was very overloaded. Why? Because there were a there were millions of people trying to use the app at once. Ten million people on its first day. Ten million subscribers on its first day. Then we look at um, let's so and so, so now I want to say uh, so it says D- Disney's ESPN Plus is twenty one point three million million subscribers. Okay, ten thousand for CNN Plus. Disney and ESPN plus 21.3 Peacock, the one that everybody hated because this is what was taking the office off of Netflix and, and all of these things. Peacock, 24.5 million uh, active accounts in the U S okay. Nine, 9 million of them are paid members and so forth. And all of these, both of these one charges a little bit more than CNN plus one charges a little bit less than CNN plus. Like, so it's, 
This was two weeks after your launch, and you're putting up these abysmal numbers. You already know that that that, that this ain't gonna last. And I know that there, that there were a couple of articles going out there talking about how um, this is because of white supremacy and people are racist. And were, did that and, happen and already? Did that that happen? Yeah, oh already? yeah. Oh, okay. this was. This, this, okay. the, and we knew they were going to find some way to blame this on that. But how but many it, white people are on this? Was a few ago. Like all white That's people, except they, they did put they did put on Eva Longoria and they have Don Lemon. Um, yes, Don Lemon, as I like to call him. <laughs> um, I always wanted to be Don Lemon. He's not. Would, would they also been? had Stephen A. Smith on there for okay. a little bit. Who okay. he's a horrible sportscaster. Okay, I mean, he has horrible takes. But yeah, I mean, he's a black man. That's that's one of the two. But yeah, they were they they were trying to find some way to blame it on blame it. It's right wing propaganda. That's what they're trying to blame it on. All this other kind of stuff instead of owning up and saying this is a horrible way to launch a product and we don't know what what we're doing. Granted. I don't know what their demos are. I, do, I want to give them the benefit of the doubt and say they must have focus grouped this to high heaven. They gave Anderson Cooper a parenting advice show. Is that Anderson Cooper's audience? Is that our parents tuning in? Because I would understand. I'd understand if you could show me the numbers and be like, yeah, we have a bunch of like suburban housewives who are watching Anderson Cooper and which I might be true. Right. But as opposed to whomever else are the numbers of people of suburban housewives who are watching Anderson Cooper big enough for him to dominate the market on that or, or even get a housewives. Suburban Housewives will watch Anderson Cooper for fashion for fashion experience, fashion advice. Like, oh, he's a well-dressed man. He's very well-dressed. People will watch him for that, not for parenting advice. I would like to look like Anderson Cooper when I get older. I right! Like, I would love to just age into Anderson Cooper. Exactly! I, I'm not sure when I think Anderson Cooper. I do not think parenting tips. No, not at all. I don't either. I, I don't either. It's, it's extremely odd to me. Um, I don't... I, I don't think of any, any person who I watch on TV, I don't look for for parenting tips. Like I just and and maybe this is just me. I don't know. And and, and I, I know I am in the minority of minorities of minorities. Like I get that. OK, but um, and, and, I, and I know I use that because I am in the minority of black people and the minority minority of black people as in fiscally conservative and the minority 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 means I'm an ANCAP. So I, I use that in the right sense. But. I, I cannot think of anybody who looks to news anchors or anybody in in that specific sphere for parenting advice. Like I wouldn't even look to HGTV for parenting advice. I'll probably look to maybe um some books <laughs> or, yeah. or or people within my with people within my local community who I can talk to on a regular basis for parenting advice, not somebody who is not some Hollywood elite. Who is re- who is removed from reality? Like, I, I just that that just makes no sense to me whatsoever. Like, if you're going if you if you're going to go through this, stick to what you know. You I, you know fake news, <laughs> so just stick to fake news. Honestly, and I again, I'm this I, this is one of those things where I really want to give people the benefit of the doubt, and I really would just want to say, well, you knew what your numbers were, you knew who your viewers were. But this seems to me like what I've called before the Thomas Binger phenomenon, where you think everyone is Twitter. Thomas Binger, who was mm, the prosecutor yes. in the Kyle Rittenhouse case, thought that the jury was Twitter. And so he yes. talked to Twitter. You know, your students are not Twitter. Your audience is not Twitter. Your readers are not Twitter. Your jury is not Twitter. 
Your, yes. your, your neighbors are not Twitter. Almost no one is on Twitter. I'm on Twitter. Am I normal? No. Okay. Almost <laughs> no one is on Twitter. I'm a PhD student who lives in Los Angeles. I have a faux hawk. You're not talking to me. You shouldn't be trying to talk to me. Okay. We're not normal people. I, no. so this is what is so, and again, I, I have difficulty with this because I feel like everyone's on Twitter because when I look at Twitter, people are saying the things that I hear my academic friends saying. And so I'm like, mm. oh, my bubble, this confirms my bubble because everyone in my life actually does care about this crap on Twitter. But it's because I've self-isolated to such a degree. And I, I, you know, I'm not surrounded by libertarians by any stretch of the imagination, but I've self-urbanized to such a degree <laughs> that this is that's that's the circle that's not how most people are and that's not saying that most people are stupid in fact it's saying that most people like have a diverse range of opinions and and are able to encounter contrary ideas but when you think that enough of america is twitter such that people are going to watch a don lamont streaming show i i can't help you and you know this this brings me to the question I, I wrote in the show notes because what it, cause there is a trend, right, for decentralized on-demand services. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering what is next because we did it with – I mean we did it with Uber. We did it with ride sharing. Um, yeah. We did it – of course, we've got it now with television. Uh, we've got yeah. it to a degree with news, although my, my bag is that I, I continue to say that if independent streamers really want to corner the market, they need to do more international coverage because that's still sure. where networks dominate. Um, yeah. what, what, what is they next? The fun for that, yeah, exactly. And they have the connections. Um, right. what's the next industry to go the way of decentralized on demand services? I don't know. I, that's a, that, that's a very good question. Because if I could figure that out, I would definitely get rich, yeah, really quick. I think you're I in a good know. spot. We have to ask Elon about that one. Yeah, I'm, th- that's a good question. I'm I think you're in a good spot to do one. it because I think it's academia. I really do. I huh. genuinely think it's academia. Um, there, there are kinks that need to be worked out. But yes. if you can have on demand, if you can have on demand subject tutoring, and if you can have on demand just lectures and courses, which great courses slash now it's Wondrium pretty much Mm. does. But I feel like an actual curriculum. So, so Wondrium Mm. does lectures and stuff, seminars, curricula, one-on-one back and forth. I mean, I I feel like that first goes the way of ride sharing before it goes to sort of streaming because ride sharing is more direct to the consumer which is what you want if you want a university type experience but i really think it's academia i think academia is the next thing and and that's why i i joke but i don't joke about putting machiavelli lectures on youtube because i'm like i (laughs) you know i wonder what would happen um but i do i think it's academia and i think for you, that looks awesome because, you know, you're giving financial advice. You're giving mm-hmm. kind of wealth empowerment advice. Right. And that, that, that has been things that, I, that, that, I, that I've started that I've done even on my side gig is I'm, I'm like, oh, like I can do this and do this and this. And, and I think it'll, re- it'll really ramp up over the summer because I'll have a year under my belt as far as teaching and knowing what works and what doesn't and things of that nature. But yeah, I, but I could. I, I can see that because because now we already have because you have companies like Skillshare, who mm-hmm. they are it's it's 
it's not necessarily it's it's not academia, but it is you teaching somebody something as far as um and and uh, as far as you putting content on there. And there there is a a a bit of hey you're you're you can you can access your your um your coach in that in that specific manner. And and I know other libertarians who have who have done things that are more so on the business side is like hey we're going to teach you how to start your own business we're going to teach you how to make some some um, some passive income here and there that that it, it once all that gets worked out it could easily make a transition into that hey you know you're you're homeschooling which we will I, I feel like in the years to come we will see a lot more of that mm-hmm. and if we see a decentralized education system this could pop up real quick you yeah. know of hey you know what let, let let me pay for my education the same way i pay for my streaming services yeah you know i could and hey and, and then you get to a certain level like okay this isn't good enough anymore i drop this streaming service and i move over to somebody else and now they are producing something that of content that I need. I mean, because because I mean, because like you said, we do it now. I mean, I've got I've got Hulu. I've got Netflix. I've got Apple Music and Spotify, um, Disney Plus. There's Apple TV, all of which that and not to mention my cable. Now, I'm not going to sit here and lie to y'all and tell you that I pay for every single one of those because I don't. But I pay for majority of those. Like, like I, I do pay for my YouTube TV and my Apple TV and my Spotify and Apple Music, mainly because a lot of my Apple TV, and Apple Music are on one family plan that I have with me and my wife and for this for the for these things. And so then you could see, you know, hey, if, if, if I have my math, you know, math on demand. And then, and then I could partner with somebody who has English on demand, somebody who has history, or somebody who has, you know, international studies or whatnot. And and then, like you said, we all combine, create our own little platform of, hey, you can bundle us all up into this, and here we go. Now all of a sudden, you have everything that you need to teach your children as far as how to how to do two plus two, how to be financially stable, and then how to do all these other things at the, literally at the push of a button. And here you go. I mean, it's it's that is v- very interesting concept. And I I need to figure out how to monetize my ability to teach students. For please, sure. please. Yeah, I'm going to try to monetize it because, you know, school choice, homeschooling, there needs to be an Uberification, um, which yes. would not take the place of private schools or anything like that or charter schools no. or anything like that. But particularly with homeschooling that I feel like they're that is a, a perfect industry to give a ride share type of structure to that um, yes. in a way that is vetted and in a way that is, again, on demand, particular to the user. Um, when it comes to higher ed, again, time is right because people have people are very upset about the way that most universities behave uh, during the past two years. Um, they are very upset with student loans and the student loan crisis. Mm-hmm. You're not going to need to take out, you're not going to need to file a FAFSA if you, which is not a dirty word, even though it really sounds like, I feel like FAFSA is a dirty word, quite frankly. Um, I, I thought it was for a long time. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're, you're not going to need to file a FAFSA to, uh, to get a seminar type of experience on, you know, in, in a streaming capacity, in an on-demand streaming mm-hmm. capacity. And we have the tech to do that now. Um, and yes. we also, I think, you know, 
you can make this in person. I just, I want to see, I want to see this work. I want to see an Elon Musk type of mind or someone who, who is better at thinking about monetization than I am come and mm. help develop this because I get really excited yeah. about it. I'd like to do it. Um, so, you know, teaching, I don't know why, you know, teaching Machiavelli, teaching political theory, teaching <laughs> teaching other random things too, like game theory and crap. I have I have a, a an arsenal of subjects that I know. Yeah, no no game <laughs> theories read. Yeah, and and then and and then to think about it, I mean, I mean, you're just you you were just sparking all kinds of interest. Like as as far as as we're talking through this, how would you change universities? Like now, instead of me Got having to. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And fairly more to the point to where you would like you, it would force a lot of big universities to lower your tuition costs to, to so they're not as inflated because of, and granted, they are inflated for a lot of things. Yeah. Um, but I mean, can you imagine like, oh, hey, you know, I've got this on demand for my calculus class or for my accounting for, for my intermediate accounting one course. You know, I've got this guy who can literally teach it for a fraction of the price that I'm paying here and then and and then give me some level of certi- certification and and maybe intermediate accounting is probably not the best example because because you need the to sit to sit for the CPA you need all kinds of things and so forth but um but if if you could have like I mean if universities literally took it upon themselves of like hey you know what we ha- we we have dropped enrollment because kids do not want to come to campus Okay, so if they don't want to come to or campus, kids do, and we didn't let them. But go on. <laughs> exactly right, right. You know, but if, if kids aren't coming to campus, then how can we get our enrollment numbers up and still provide them a way to learn? What if we did this and you did this, and we we gave you everything within this app? You're able to 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 function within the specific class and and maneuver in that specific um, arena. And we give you not necessarily full credit for the course or whatnot, but we give you some level of like, hey, th- this is for this. So so we win because we have enrollment. You are still paying the university for this or whatnot. And then you win because you're being educated by because you because you, you are receiving the paper that you need in order to show that you have mastered whatever level that you have in order to go into accounting or into um, teaching or into any, in any of those other facets in which I would say, yes, go to college because you can't in, in order to get a job in this field, you have to go to college. And, and I mean, I, I think that that would that's a that's very interesting to kind of talk out and discuss and be like, OK, what's the best way to go about it? Because I I, I mean, the more I talk about it, the more I think that you're right. Like academia is is going to be the next want to move into this on-demand space. But I don't think universities do it. I actually don't. I, no. think, I mean, I think, I, think, I think we, you know, we did have that during the past two years and it was miserable. Um, and, and, you know, we have DeVry, we do have University of Phoenix. I don't see universities integrating with this. I see universities competing with this and that's exactly what I want. I, want, I, say, I see universities saying, okay, well, we can offer something that this, that this can't. And 
maybe it's a piece of paper, but for whom is that piece of paper valuable? If you're talking about credentialism, it's a very small portion of the population that cares about credentialing. And the rest just kind of have an intellectual thirst and mm. care about the skills themselves and right. maybe aren't trying to go into teaching and, and don't care about getting a PhD so they can go and, and teach others at the same time. The right. job market in academia is so intense and so competitive um, that this then opens up new opportunities for people who are academics and love learning and love teaching um, that this is it, it's one of those things that I get excited about. Um, and I think it, it, again, it helps resolve a lot of issues, but this is also for people who are academics, which is zero of our audience, except for me. But (laughs) if you're an academic, you know that if you have a great idea and you want to write a paper, it takes ages to get that paper published because first of all, you got to submit it. And then the person, you got to make it past the desk reject, which a lot of times desk rejects happen for a reason, gang. I know. (laughs) Um, But uh, you got to make it past the desk reject. And then you wait for the editing and the peer review and all that. Again, the gatekeeping has a necessary function, but it makes it so that you can't really ever put out new content if you're in a university because your ideas are are two years old by the time anyone reads about them. If mm. you can streamline that and you can have people engaging and scholars engaging back and forth, well, I don't agree with this because the, in, in real time, right. in a way that isn't closed off to other people right. and in a way that doesn't demand so much gatekeeping, then you also have more intellectual discourse and it's brought to, to people. It's brought right. to human beings that maybe didn't pay a buttload to get into a university, which I think is threatening in some respects to academics. But I think it's rad because I know a lot of smart Mm. people who aren't in universities and who are very curious. Yeah. That is that if it goes that route, Amanda, you are a genius. Um, and, and I Joe do believe Rogan that you are. Podcast. Joe Rogan I, of I do believe you are. <laughs> I do Appreciate believe that. You. I do believe that for sure. Um, let's. I'm trying to think if we have enough time to talk about it. Um, lives of tick. Lives oh of, of TikTok being doxed. Republican uh, hypocrisy in the Supreme Court. I think we should. Probably cover the libs of, of TikToks. Doxing. Libs of TikTok. Libs All right, of TikTok. Give me doxing. one second. I'm, I got to get these animals out of this room. All right. Well, I can Amanda, just if you want to go ahead. Tell yeah, everyone. Go, go, okay. go ahead. Get up in there. All right. So there is a woman named Taylor Lorenz. She's either in her late 30s or early 40s. I think she's 43. Um, no, to her credit, looks young. I, I mean, she could pass for a kind of aged late 20s. She looks very young. But also behaves in a very immature way. Basically, Lorenz's beat is doxing people, which is odd. So what what she does is she sort of like finds people that she thinks are behaving badly online and writes stories about them. And apparently she did this at one point and a bunch of people got mad at her for writing stories about people behaving badly online. And uh, 
then she came out as the victim and said that she was cyber bullied. And she did something that is particularly offensive to me, which is that she pretended to cry and she didn't mm. do it well. So I'm an actress. And so, yeah, no, no, no. So here's how you tell a really easy way to tell the difference between real crying and fake crying. Real crying happens all at once. You don't, it's, it's the, so there's like a quivering voice. There's kind of a squint. There's a break in your, or there's mm. a quivering lip and then the tears come with fake crying you um like your voice starts to shake first <laughs> and then you make your lip <laughs> that's what it is that's fake crying so that, that's kind of how you're able to tell the difference um but she she takes dictation from Media Matters. She's just, she wrote the story that was put in her lap, that fell into her lap from Media Matters. She really didn't do her own sleuthing here from, from mm-hmm. what we are told. Um, there's an, an account that I don't go to. You might go to it, Maurice, called Libs of TikTok. Which is basically... <laughs> I, don't get, I, I don't go to it. I don't. Okay. It's, it's a Twitter account, as it I recall. But it's, it's this person who just shares... TikTok posts from people who do weird things and generally like they're radical leftists. And so there's not really any editorializing. There's not really any commentary on it. It's look at this. I mean, here's, here's crazy stuff on TikTok. Would you like to see it? Because you're not here. Here's crazy things on TikTok. So there's, there's no fakery. It's just someone showing someone else's videos. It's like a retweet, but it's from TikTok. Right. Apparently, this is violence, and it's terrible, and it's it's abusive to people to show others their own content. Which, by the way, please promote mm. my content that I put out publicly. Yeah, yeah. Okay, 100%. if you please, please, please share this. Okay, yeah. this, that's that's what's happening, and people I'm are saying, oh, screenshotting and putting right. it everywhere. Yes, people and and people were looking at these these TikTok things and saying, well, that looks ridiculous, and. Apparently, the woman who runs Libs of TikTok, who was formerly anonymous, Taylor Lorenz was told by Media Matters who this woman was. She wrote a story, initially published her work address and I think her home yeah. address and went and found yeah. her family. Um, yep. And then uh, is it, it's the Washington Post, right? Who was, yeah, the Washington Post. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Um, took down that information, but of course, left the story up. And this is a whole big thing. People are saying, well, this was shoe leather journalism. It's really not. It's bootlicker journalism. Like you got the shoe in there. But this is really gross, um, especially because there was nothing that this woman was doing, that the the libs of TikTok woman was doing, that was evil or even doxing someone. You're sharing their content. And I don't even like libs of TikTok because I think it's outrage porn. So I actually yeah. think it's I don't approve of it, but I yeah. agree with it existing. And I think that what happened here was absolutely insane and was right. the pot calling the kettle uh, a, a, a basic white woman, which honestly, Taylor Lorenz is she's like uh, Uggs and leggings and uh, pumpkin spice <laughs> frappuccino all yes. year long. <laughs> that is the vibe. Yes. from this woman but oh, please man. go forward what yes. what were your thoughts no i, I just like it, it's it's i i remember her breaking down quote unquote breaking down on tv 
discussing how horrible she had like she had felt people were just so mean and just oh my gosh woe is me type mentality and of course i'm like isn't this the same girl who just who 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 is always like in essence doxing other people you we it's it is literally when somebody turns the roles on you and is doing to you what you normally do somebody else you play a victim and and you see this happen. It is narcissistic mentality. It's one. It is. It is one hundred percent what people claim that everybody else is doing. But they let me let me make sure that it's one hundred percent what narcissist people do when when they want to be looked at and not vilified. Don't vilify me. No, because. My life is horrible. They're doing this to me. And I, it, oh my gosh, life sucks. Man, 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 man. And then you turn around and you do the same exact thing again. And, and you want people to have sympathy. And, and, and like you said, like it's, it's not like this person is, is creating stuff themselves and piecing things together. Mm-hmm. And you're talking you know, about the, it's, the, the it's, libs of TikTok woman now. Yes, okay. yes. No. It's not like it's not like libs of TikTok is taking all of this content and then chopping it up and editing it to a specific way. It is literally just going from TikTok to Twitter. Like it is all public stuff, stuff that is. It's not like they're from private pages because TikTok doesn't have private pages. Everything's your for you page. If it pops up on your for, for you page, it's public. Like it's the same thing. So you were literally, that is literally like it's shoe leather us. journalism. Yeah. Literally. Sorry, it is cool. No, no, no. You, it, that's like, that's like me saying that is me having, taking our civil discord Twitter account and then going to my TikTok and just posting what's on my TikTok to Twitter. Just, it's it's only because you're making fun of somebody. Oh, it's so bad, and, and and it makes me think like, okay, if it's that bad, why don't you go? Why don't you go to TikTok and take all of them down? Like, if it's that bad and that heinous that you feel like you have to pull out all this information, the same person who has that TikTok account, you better be lighting them up too. But you don't. Why? Because you don't really care. It is not that big of an issue. And granted, do I, I, I agree with you? I don't like watching things like that. Like, like that's not fun to me. Mainly because I'm like, I can do it on both sides. Yeah, I can really I, sit here and talk about how how you know I can do conservatives of TikTok and do the same exact thing. Oh like, my gosh! I want TikTok. Can we please? Can we please do a cons of TikTok? Because I would love. But anyway, I, I'm all for it. I'm all for it. Uh, trust me, because I. I, I, in in the comments, I just oh man, I got into it this weekend with somebody, and I'm pretty sure hell froze over because I literally laid out in about four different comments, and I numbered them, and the guy responded with, "I agree with everything that you just said," and I was just like, and I I, I didn't even know how to respond to that, like, and it wasn't like a sarcastic response; it was like a it was, it was like he was being serious, and I was just like. I think hell just froze over because I'm pretty sure this is somebody who discusses and has a desire for universal health care. And I just laid some stuff out. And he told me that he agreed with everything that I that I just typed out. And I was just like, I don't know. Maybe I'm sick. But I'm all for it because I I talk about people on the left and the, and, and the TikTok comments. And I talk about people on the right and TikTok comments and whatnot. So my next TikTok handle will definitely be conservatives or cons of TikTok, and we're going to make fun 
of everybody. Even the 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 Floridians, the Ron DeSantis's of the world, all those Republicans who are down there in Florida causing a in, in an uproar because you don't agree with them. And and I will say this, okay, because I, I know a lot of times libertarians, people tend to think that libertarians are just Republicans or whatnot, which is which could not be further from the truth. But a, a lot of times libertarians rag on the left more than they rag on the right. And they, I mean, and honestly, it's because the left is crazier than the right. Um, and, and for on, on, on a lot of the major world issues that libertarians can't stand, um, like private property rights and things of that nature. So that's the main reason why. But I'm the people, these people on the right are nuts. They are like, they are absolutely 100% nuts. So, um, we live the TikTok. Y- y'all can let's be ready for a cons of TikTok. And I, and, and you know what? I will handle the TikTok account. Amanda will handle just the Twitter it. account. Yeah. And then I'll and get talks. It'll be by... under my name. It'll be under my name. And we'll just say it's all, all me. I mean, because my stuff is public information anyway, because I'm a teacher. So it is, is what it is. Who is the Taylor Lorenz of the Red? Is it Sora Bamari? Can it please be Sora Bamari? Oh my gosh, I have so many thoughts about Sora Bamari. Um, it probably isn't because he, I, hmm, yeah. I'll have to think who mm. it is. Uh, is it Tucker? Right. Is, uh, mm, he's not uh, really, no, t- mm. t- Yeah. Tucker be talking about everybody, so I wouldn't say him. I oh, I want it to be Sora Bamari, but it's not. You know, I, I it it probably have to be, I somebody who's with a Daily Wire. Like I like like I'm going down day now. I I there there are a few people who work at the Daily Wire. I'm trying to be who, nice who to Ben can, Shapiro lately. Who, <laughs> who, no 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 no. It could be Ben Shapiro. It could be Michael Knowles. It could be oh man, what is Andrew that dude's Clavin. name? Andrew Clavin. Um, no, no, it's 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 it's, not, it's the dude. He's got the he's got the beard. Stephen Crowder. He was on Doctor Phil earlier. Oh, that's um, uh, Matt Matt Walsh. Matt Walsh. Yes, not yes. Matt Welch. Matt Welch is an awesome person. <laughs> Matt Walsh is interesting. Yes. I would probably say it's Matt Walsh. <laughs> like, that, like it, he would have my vote. He would have my vote. Yeah, he seems he seems more like a kind of doctor <laughs> kind of guy. I wanted exactly. to I wanted to get out a final point about fake crying that I realized. So another tell if 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 the if the lip quivering thing is. But here's another. When you're really crying, a lot of times the head goes back. The head kind of go, goes back. <laughs> I'm serious. <laughs> because you you're kind of trying to hold hold it together and then the tears go back a little bit and that's usually when you get the catch and then that's when the tears are happening when you're fake crying the head goes forward because a lot of times because you want to hide the fact that you're not actually crying when you're fake crying it goes forward and that's usually not the way that real crying proceeds when real crying proceeds kind of there's like a head going back so yeah yeah you got we we're doing like a little visual demonstration. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. If if you are not watching, um, we were just going through um how I cry and because I've been crying here recently. So I've been like, Oh yes, I do yeah. throw you, my head back. You do. It goes back. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Yes. So Amanda the actor, yeah, giving us acting advice. Okay. So if you're going to fake cry, you need to make sure that your head goes back. Head goes back and, and it's all got to happen exactly. at once, which is really exactly. hard. It's just like, a, like head goes back, tears are already coming out. You're sniffling, like like that is just a 
like how it works kind of thing. So I should know. And I I will say, like, I have been crying a lot here recently. So, I mean, they've been tears of joy because we've been going to the doctor and I've just been seeing my child. Like, like, I mean, you just like, and I know we're about to get off on a tangent here or whatnot about crying, but I just, can I just say that the, the, uh, the process of a child growing um, in a human body is miraculous. Yeah. Like it is a beautiful thing to go from the size of like a pea to a blueberry. And it's just, and, and like there are apps that literally tell you what the size of the baby is. And it's like, now it's the size of a mango. And Why then you is it go always and you food? See it. It's a little strange. I know. Yeah. I, I guess. Sorry, maybe, maybe no, I'm, no, no, I'm no you're fine. This is awesome. It's okay. always because because you're right because it was always like an orange yeah. or whatnot and, and it's always and I, I I'm assuming because people you you can you know the the size of a blueberry I'm yeah. assuming I guess yeah. I don't know but it is just so beautiful and then you go and you see and then like like because so we, we we just had an ultrasound on Friday and you and and like you're in there and you just see the baby and like the 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 hand moves to the face and then it moves down and then the legs are like moving and you're just like oh my gosh like there is literally a human being growing in there and we have the technology to look at it like it is so great i mean it is phenomenal it it really is a great thing so that is what's been causing a, a lot of my my tears here recently so we're um it 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 is it it has been a beautiful thing the the process of life is so beautiful. It is so miraculous. And it, it, it is, I think if, if I were an atheist and I would walk through this process, I'd probably have to question or question mm-hmm. whether or not I believe that all this stuff is by chance. Mm-hmm. Cause, cause it, I mean, it, it is, it is just so beautiful. It really is. And, and I'm not, I'm, I promise you guys, I'm not about going no tangent about, about, God and, 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 and beliefs and things of that nature, but it is a beautiful thing. And then just, and, and like, you just, they're like, they're just baby, just like moving around and kicking and you're just like, Oh my gosh. And it's just like, well, you know, the baby's taken after the mother because they're stubborn or, or like, Hey, look, it's taking up the father. Cause look, they got a big nose and dad's got a big nose. So you're just like, yep, that's it right there. Like, here we go. The baby's you know, fake so, crying. It, it, the baby's taken after exactly. Amanda. Hey, yep. <laughs> <laughs> fake crying the head went forward yeah. instead of going back like that's yes a, that's a racket <laughs> it is it is all good well we don't have time to discuss some republican hypocrisy we definitely put it or in the supreme what I court know. we were ragging on the libs today and we yes. definitely have republican hypocrisy that we didn't get to so next time we we, meet. we don't but we will touch on it for yeah. sure because again we are fair and equal, even though I don't, I, even though a lot of people say that they're, that the left and the right are two sides to the same, to the same plane. I don't agree with that because I think one side is definitely crazier than the other and wants more things than the other. But I will say this. Oh, next, next time, next time we do an episode, we are ragging on some Republicans. I, I don't know if you call them conservative Republicans, um, things that like we're going to talk about. Exactly, whatever. And we're going to talk about my favorite thing, which is taxes and things that you feel like you should be, um, uh, you're supposed to be being paid into, but you're not. Because, huh, you know, it is what it is. Because, because again, they're taking your your money has been long spent. But um, but anyway, that is going to do it for this week's episode of Civil Discord. Again, your weekly dose of radical curiosity. Please, please, please share this show 
with a friend, a family member, a loved one, somebody who loves lives a TikTok and somebody who hates lives a TikTok. Um, Share it with all them. Somebody who who is probably upset that the that the airline mask mandate has been lifted and has been double and triple masking with their goggles and their hats, protecting themselves and their face shields. And then share it with somebody who's excited that, that this mandate has been lifted. Uh, do all of that. I promise you. Leave us a um, and we'll we'll be back again. But leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Please five stars if you think we are worth it. And I assure you, we are worth every single bit of those five stars. Five stars and nothing less is what we expect. Um, Follow us on Spotify. Follow us on Twitter at Civil Discord Pod. And then you can follow Amanda on Twitter as well at Ajax. Sorry, my um, Ajax the Griff. Sorry for my clicking. Follow me on Instagram. Call me Maurice. That we have some we have some fun, exciting things that are going to be announced there here pretty soon. Um, again, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Again, we do we do live videos every single week. Sorry, we film live, but you guys will <laughs> see. We're always us filming live. We are I not promise. live. Yes, we're always filming live. Sorry, we we record ourselves, and then you can watch us talk at a later date. We should okay? do a live stream on at some YouTube. Point, we should do a live stream we, soon. We will. Yeah, as we move because I'm moving. So. I will have better internet, so live streaming will be far better when I have better internet, um, and I'm not fighting with the with the new waves and stuff, which means I need to cancel this new wave, which is going to be great. So, do all of that. Follow us on all forms of social media. Follow us where follow us wherever you catch your podcatcher. Follow us in all things, and if you do all that, I promise you we will be back again with another episode of Civil Discord. Until then, y'all be easy and stay fierce.